It is such a pleasure to be back here in Singapore. I just want to say a big thank you to those of you who have been journeying with, with me and my family. Um, those of you who, who know a little bit about our story will know that about two months ago, um, I left Singapore and the Lord sent me to Eswatini in Africa on a deployment uh, with World Health Organization, with UNICEF. And that was an incredible, incredible journey. Now, for those of you who have been, um, you know, following up my recent updates on, on Instagram, you'll know what the Lord has been doing. But for those of you who have not, I want to take this opportunity to pray that even to, at today's service, that the Lord may speak to each and every one of us and pour out a magnificent blessing to challenge all of us to say yes and to go out, just like what the video said. The title of my message today is, Your Sacrifice his gift. I want to begin with a familiar story to many of us, and that is in, a, in Genesis 22 when it talks about Abraham. Now, most of us know this story, don't we? We know the story about Abraham being called to sacrifice his son. But I want to read this to you, and it says in Genesis 22, verses 1 to 2, Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. And then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. And then it goes on to say in verses 6 to 8, So Abraham took the wood and the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham his father and said, My father! And he said, Here I am, my son. And then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. And so the two of them went together. Friends, as we read this passage, I want to share this passage and pray that God will refresh and open up our eyes to see this in a new way. Because when Isaac went up the hill, he was not a little boy. I look at my kids now, five and three, and I always thought to myself that when Isaac went up the hill, he must be that little. But he wasn't. If you read commentaries and you look at you know, how old he was, it doesn't say in the Bible, but people postulate that it's between anywhere between five years old to 36 years old. And it is quite likely that Isaac is an older boy because he helped his father go up this hill. And I want to share this today because as we look at these passages, the question I want us to ask ourselves is, can we trust the promiser and let him take care of his promise? Now, what do I mean by this? Now, when God promised Abraham, he said, I will bless you with descendants as many as the stars in the sky. And then he says, go bring your son, your only son Isaac, up to the Mount Moriah and then kill him. How bizarre, how bewildering. And yet I believe that many of us seated here today or listening from afar, you, are, you, you have received or you have perhaps heard something from God that doesn't quite make sense. And friends, at those moments, it is really easy to just say, oh, I think I misheard. Or it's really easy to have someone come up to tell you and say, how can that be? 
Or if you really trusted the promise, then you'll say, this is from the enemy because I have the promise and this cannot be. Now the thing is this, I too was in that position. This is a picture of my family. And I have two little girls, as some of you know. And before I left for Africa, I actually said no to God. That those of you who know, will know that there was an email that was sent to me and I chucked it aside and I told myself, no, this doesn't make sense. This is not part of the promise. The word that the Lord had given us was to stay in Singapore until He would launch us as a family into the nations. And this doesn't make sense for me to be separated from my kids. And the funny thing was this, someone sent me a text message and it was of course filled with good intentions. But when I read it, it was that, that the message read, I do not recommend anybody to leave their family behind to do the work of God. And when I read the message, my eyes just stung and tears just came out of my eyes. And yet when I think of Abraham, I think to myself, how many people, if they knew what he had heard and what he was about to do, would not have arrested him and stopped him and said, please don't do this foolish thing. It is so ridiculous. But he was wise. He kept the word of God and he was intimate enough with the Lord that he knew that it was the voice of God. Do you notice that when you read Genesis 22, it never, never talks about how Abraham felt that he wavered, that maybe he thought twice. He just did what he was told because he was a friend of God. So can we be in that place where God says, you know, go. And even though it doesn't make sense, we say, Lord, I believe and I trust you. And so with that, the funny thing was, one morning, my, 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 my firstborn, her name is Sarah Faith, and it was so interesting because at that point, I had begun to tell her a little bit about Africa, but I didn't know where I would be deployed to after we had said yes. So Cliff spoke to my husband, of course, and then spoke to me. And then I told the Lord, I said, I don't get it. This is the season you've asked me to steward, to be a mother. And friends, I want to really share this with you because some of you are, are so faithful. You are so faithful where you are and you are telling yourselves, I want to plod on, I want to stay here, I want to steward what God has given to me, whether it's my family, my children, my business, my ministry. But the fact is this, our lives cannot just be marked by faithfulness. Can our lives not be a beautiful tapestry of both faithfulness and these extraordinary times of faith where we need to step out and say, yes, Lord, I will be there with you. Pastor Lip preached this before a couple of weeks ago about the need for both faith and faithfulness. And that spoke deeply to me. And so at this point in time, when the Lord was calling for faith, my child, Seraphith, at breakfast one morning, she looked at me and she said, and she's very animated if you know her. She said this, she said, Mommy, Jesus spoke to me last night and he, and he said this, Sarah Faith, don't you worry about your mummy in Africa because I'm going to look after her. And friends, when she said that, I began to tear because the Lord spoke to me and He said, if you can trust me, I will take care of the promise. A couple of days later, if you look at the photo, she, she drew this picture on her Chinese assessment book. <laughs> And it was a plane. It was talking about air travel and things like that. And she drew a plane. She drew me 
and daddy, mommy, and younger sister, Mimi. And I asked her, I said, what does this mean? Explain. So she said this, mommy, you are going to Africa. And this was even before things were confirmed. And she said, daddy and Mimi and me, we're going to go somewhere else and have fun. And I was like, wow, God, you know how to speak to her. But the Holy Spirit spoke to me at that point. I had goosebumps all over. And this is what the Holy Spirit said. He said this, even though you are in separate geographical locations, I want you to know this, that you are on the same mission because you're in the same vehicle, that plane, and I am in charge. So friends, I want to encourage you today. If God is giving you a message, He's calling you forward, out to step forward in faith, and it doesn't seem to make sense. This son, wrestle, travail with Him in prayer, but don't be surprised if it still doesn't make sense. As long as you are faithful to build and cultivate that place of intimacy with Him, you can be sure that when He calls out to you in faith, that you can step out in faith and trust Him because He will take care of the promise. I don't want you to be naive though and think, okay, very easy. Let me just step out and you know, God will take care of everything. No, count the cost. I say this with all my heart because you are going to meet trials and tribulations and in those times in the valley when you need to count the cost, you will know that if you had counted the cost before, you will withstand the pains in the valley. I want you to read this in Genesis 22 verses 9 to 11. Now, I saw this with new eyes when, when it says, you know, then they came to the place of which God had told him and Abraham built an altar. Now, I don't think building an altar like is it takes place in a second. It takes time. And then he said, it placed, Abraham placed the wood in order and then he bound Isaac, his son, who is not really a toddler anymore. He's probably an older man and laid him on the altar upon the wood. Now, as he's doing this whole process, my thinking is that this is not an automated thing. He's actually thinking, what's going to happen to my son? And if you read in Hebrews 11 verse 19, it tells you that Abraham actually thought his son would die and that God would resurrect him from the dead. Friends, you see this. He's not just doing it because he knows if I trust the provider, he's going to save my son and that the knife won't go in or that maybe he's just trying to test me and now that I'm here, it's going to be okay. No, he was ready to do the plunge. He was waiting for God to resurrect him. He was prepared to give up Isaac. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. He was prepared. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And because of his intimacy with God, he dropped everything and he said, here I am. These words that mark Abraham's life, here I am, here I am. Friends, can we today say, God, here I am. The funny thing is this, when I counted the cost, I told myself, oh no, I'm going to miss quite a number of things. And this, this word came to my mind. In fact, it was Pastor Dien on my birthday when I was in Africa. He sent this to me over a voice note. And he said, when we make sacrifices for God, He always comes back with a beautiful gift for us. 
And I'm going to be totally honest with you. When I read this message, when I, when I listened to this voice note, the first thing that came to my mind was, oh, it's just another feel-good birthday message. I didn't quite believe it. But Pastor Dian knew what he was saying because when I left for Africa, I had counted the cost. I knew that I would miss my birthday, my firstborn's birthday, Chinese New Year, the milestone of my first one going to kindergarten. I would miss all these milestones and time with my family and not knowing how my younger daughter would fare, who was very young, two and a half at that time. And so when I heard this message, when we make sacrifices for God, He comes back with a beautiful gift. In my head, what I thought was, this is a feel-good message. I don't know if it's biblical. But the funny thing is this. The Holy Spirit overcame me. And in my heart, I knew that it was true. And I think to myself, how can it be true? But it is. Because God is a loving Father. And He loves us so much. I want you to look at this. You might ask me, how can this be biblical? Maybe it's just a feel-good message. But look at Genesis 22 verses 12 to 14. And he said, Do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked. And there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. And so Abraham went and took the ram and offered it for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place, the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord shall be provided. Friends, the Lord provided. The Lord provided. As Abraham laid down the sacrifice of his son wholeheartedly, the Lord came through and He provided the lamb, the ram in the thicket. And then He said this, Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time and He said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing. Blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And He goes on to say, Because you have obeyed my voice. Friends, when we give our sacrifice in obedience to the Lord, He turns it back into a beautiful gift for us. I'm going to share just three short stories with you before I end. But it was this, that when I went to Africa, everybody I met told me that it's such a big sacrifice that you're making. And in my heart of hearts, I knew that there was a cost to pay and that there was a loss I would face. But the interesting thing was this, when I was there in Eswatini, many of you don't know this, but I've been carrying a baggage of 11 years since I graduated, that I'm not the doctor that I was supposed to be. You see, I wanted to pursue eye surgery. I was supposed to be a surgeon. I was, you know, I, I tried so hard to get to where I wanted to be. And then when the Lord called me into missions and opened up public health for me, I told myself, this is not real doctors do. And yet, when I was in Eswatini in Africa, in the heart there where, where God
God was opening doors for me to speak to people from Ministry of Health, from World Health Organization, United Nations, and this is in a village where we were talking to village chiefs, and this was a village where the village chief said, no, we don't want any health intervention, please go away. And because we had talked with him, he changed his mind, and this entire project became a pilot to be replicated in other parts of Eswatini in the country. And that was when the Lord spoke to me. And he said this, he used this photo to speak to me just days before I, I turned a year older. And he said this, this is my gift to you. And I said, what gift? And he said, your sacrifice when offered in obedience to me, this is my gift to you of identity. Friends, when Abraham went up Mount of Moriah, what did he receive? He became the father of all nations. In the same way, when you make a sacrifice for the Lord, what identity will He reveal and unleash to you? It happens so naturally because if you are part of God's heart and part of His destiny, then as you unfold and let Him release you into the fullness of His will, will it not be there in the centre of His will that you discover who you were really meant to be. The gift of identity. The second story is this. When I went to Africa, I kept this from many people, but I carried this huge, tremendous burden of, of, a, of a finance gap. Some of you know I run a non-profit that was started in the States, and then we had opened the Singapore entity of Kitesong Global. And the thing was this, I was completely burnt out and I needed a PA. And there was a very brave girl who stepped up and she was there and God pro provided a sponsor. I thought, you know, this was a sponsorship and it would fund her for the entire year and then it fell through. It didn't happen. And I wept and I wept and I wept. And friends, you know, when you reach a place where you feel like, if I put in a little bit more faith, a little bit more prayer, God will come through to me. But I had reached the end of my faith and I was just a threat thin away from saying, God, I just give up. If you don't come through for me, I will fold up. And I know many of you are going through this with, with COVID-19 and the pandemic. There are things that you're wrestling with, whether it's financially, in your business. I don't know what it is. But I want to share this with you, that if the Lord is placing this burden upon your heart, then don't give up. But yet, if the Lord is saying, let go and give it as a sacrifice to Him, then do so. And let his reward be unthinkable. Because the thing was this, when the Lord arrested me in Africa, when I was all alone, without the watchful eyes of my husband or my children, I could cry out to God night after night and say, God, when will you come through for me? And on Valentine's Day, I remember, I cried and I wept till past midnight and the Lord spoke to me and he said, will you obey? And I said, obey what? And he said, will you obey? And then I remembered. A pastor had told me this. Will you not give people the opportunity to sow in your ministry? And I folded my arms and I said, no, cannot. God, you must speak to those people yourself. Don't ask me to ask. And the Lord told me that I had moved beyond trust. This was not trust anymore. It was pride. And the Lord said, will you obey? And he brought to my mind an email that had been written to me months before. And the pastor asked me, do you have any needs in the ministry? And I never replied. 
Or maybe I did, but I didn't tell him the need. And it was that night that I wrote to him. The next morning, the parson pledged $20,000 to us. But a week later, a day before my birthday, my finance volunteer wrote to me and he said, Why, I thought the money is supposed to come in in June. And he said, it's really strange, but right now in our account, there is $20,000 already. And I said, from who? And he said, I don't know, random people. We checked, don't know any of the names. And I looked at the screen and I began to tear. And the Lord spoke this to me. And he said this, your sacrifice when offered in obedience becomes my gift back to you. The gift of faith and provision. Friends, when Abraham went up that mountain, what did he receive? Faith. Faith. And faith. Faith so much that he's called the father of faith. In the hall of faith in Hebrews 11. And the Lord provided for him a ram in the thicket. So today, I don't know what it is that you're holding back and saying, God, I can't do this. I can't let go. It's going to be too painful. I just want to encourage you and say, just give everything to God and let Him provide for you. The last thing was this. On my birthday, what happened was a really, really strange, bizarre event occurred. My team gathered about 80 rural health mobilizers and gathered them together and said, why don't you conduct the training for that? And this happened the night before. And I thought to myself, this is really strange because it's hard to get so many people in such a short time and the politics involved and everything. And it happened. And I thought, this is a miracle. But the Lord spoke and He said, this is a gift from me to you for your birthday. It's for you to flourish in your gifts and to see what I can do. But when the evening came, a tremendous homesickness came over me and I thought to myself, it is so hard to be away from home. But instead, what happened was this. My team lead, who turned out to be the prayer answer of many, many prayers of, 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 of you, who had prayed for me for a team to feel belonged to. And this is, we joke, my Eswatini mother. She, she's a very spiritual woman. And on that day, she bought me this huge customized cake. I've never had a customized cake in my life except for my wedding. <laughs> and there was the flag on it, the Eswatini flag. And below you can see the name Busi. And Busi means, it's a short form for Sibusi Siwe. And that was the African name that they gave us. Gave me, sorry. And it means we are blessed because of you. And that day, that evening, as I reflected, I felt the Lord speak to me. And He said this, your sacrifice, when offered in obedience, becomes the gift of love. I want to wrap up right here. And I just want to say this. When we think of sacrifice, we think of loss. We think of pain. We think of suffering. And friends, this is not wrong. But I want to invite you today also to know this, that the invitation to sacrifice is an invitation to be gifted. You see, when I left, the Lord poured out to me an outpouring of gifts. But the amazing thing was this, when He showed me the gifts of identity, of faith and provision, of love, He revealed to me that Abraham, because of his faith, was given the gift of identity, the father of many nations, the gift of faith and provision as he went up that hill, and the gift of love because he's truly a friend of God. 
And friends, we can have that too in Jesus Christ. On the last day of my trip, my neighbour, who didn't know it was my last day in Africa, she sent me this photo of a sunflower. And she said, Waisha, your flower downstairs in the community garden has bloomed. And I looked at it. This was the flower that my daughter and her son, my daughters and her son had planted just before I left Africa. And when I saw this, I felt the Lord speak to me and say, this is not a coincidence that He had planned it to bloom on this day just before I had left. And His word was, what you sow in tears, you will reap with joy. Friends, I know many of us are in difficult times, or if you are not, you will face difficult times. But be encouraged that what you sow in tears, you will reap with joy. I want to invite the worship team just to play a tune. And I want to end off by saying this. Your sacrifice will ultimately become His gift back to you. And in case you think it's a feel-good message, go back to Genesis 22 and look at what the Lord did for Abraham. Just before I left Africa, Someone asked me, a local man, he said, do you know what your name means, Sibu Sisiwe? I said, yeah, it's we are blessed because of you. And he said, no. He said, no, no, no. That is the literal meaning. Do you know the metaphorical meaning of it? And he said, Sibu Sisiwe means gift. And the revelation God gave me to me was this. You have become a gift because you have laid down your life as a sacrifice. And friends, today, don't let go of this opportunity. If you have come for this service, if you're listening to this message, know that the Lord is speaking to you and He wants you to embrace the sacrifice He's calling you to. And He's waiting to gift to you gifts, good gifts. As we prepare our hearts for Easter, I want us to remember how biblical this is. Because when God sacrificed His own Son on the cross, do you know it was that sacrifice that became the biggest gift of all? Today, I want us to take this opportunity wherever you are. Just close your eyes and say, Lord, I want my life to be a sacrifice to you. What is it that you want me to lay down? And let's tarry in His presence. Let's say, Lord, I need you. I want you. And even though I'm afraid and it's so hard, would you let me come to you and present my life as a sacrifice? What is it that you want to give up? Let me count the cost and say, here I am. And right now, I don't want you to take this lightly. But that if there are those of you who say, yes, Lord, that's me. Whether it's a little sacrifice like watching less Netflix on TV or whether it's a huge sacrifice, like saying, Lord, this is going to hurt me, but I know you're going to ask me and I want to say yes. Whatever the size of the sacrifice, if that's you today, 
I want you to invite you to come down to the altar. It's been a long time, friends, since we had a real altar call. And I miss the days where we could just come and be ministered to by God and just let His Holy Spirit fall on us. Friends, if that's you today, don't hold back. Don't be embarrassed. Don't feel awkward. Just come. Come to the front. Come to the altar. I'm just going to invite Caleb and the team just to sing, Come Holy Spirit. Just come to the altar. No matter your sacrifice, how big or how small, say, Lord, reveal a sacri- reveal the sacrifice to me. Is it a child that you want me to let go of or, or dedicate to you? Is it my work? Is it something that has become an idol in my life? God, let me lay it down to you. I want to invite you, congregation, friends. I want to invite you to step into being willing to believe that sacrificing your life can be a delight. Can be a delight not just to God but to you as well. Today I want you to take up the challenge and say, God, I didn't know serving you and sacrificing for you could be so delightful. And just like what you did for me, Lord, to give me the gifts of identity, faith, provision, love. God, I pray, would you pour out your spirit and just minister to each and every person right here. Father, as you speak to each individual in this place here, would you pour out your spirit, Lord? Pour out your spirit and speak to them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And if you're seated and the Lord is tugging at your heart, or you say, Lord, I don't know what is it you want me to sacrifice. Tarry in His presence. Tarry. Ask Him, Lord, what is it in my life that you want me to consecrate to you? We receive. We receive. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just want to come before you and say thank you for your provision, your provision of love, of of sacrifice, of, of, of love, of, of faith, of identity. We thank you, Lord. And just pray for every single one, every single person who is listening to this message that God. Would you pour out, pour out, pour out your spirit? Let's just sing this together. I know that you're calling me to Thank you, 
Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for every person who's listening to this. We thank you for just blessing us with this invitation to say yes to following you, to say yes to this invitation to lay down our lives and, and also to be gifted in the most unexpected of ways. Father, I just pray that as I dismiss the congregation, that God, speak to them, speak to their hearts, speak to their lives. I want to close the service by saying this. For those of you who want to tarry at the altar, please do. It's been so long. For those of you who need prayer for healing, you need a breakthrough in your lives, please come to the front and there'll be people who will minister to you and pray for your healing. And for the rest of you, let's just sing the chorus one more time and you are welcome to go. But know this, that as you leave, that God has deposited something in your heart today. And He's saying this, as you say, here I am, know this, that I am faithful, that as you step out in faith, there I will be to be faithful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we pray every blessing, every joy, every favour and grace upon every person who leaves this place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Fill me again with the power of your Spirit. Lord, I'm crying out for more. Come, Holy Spirit, fall in this place. I need more and more of you. Fill me again with the power of your Spirit. shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up His countenance towards you and give you His peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God, we thank You for the work that You've done in our lives. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Lord. You've just listened to a production of Cornerstone Community Church. Please note that all unauthorized reproduction, distribution, or sale of the recording is prohibited. For permission to reproduce or distribute the sermon, please write into mail at cscc.org.sg. We hope that you have been blessed.